Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my old retired uh, golf cart jockey and co-host, Alex Dandino. Hell All right, yeah. guys, before we get on uh, with today's movie, a little bit of business. Guys, we're on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Podcast is the best way to help us give you the show that you want, guys. For as little as a dollar a month, you can dive on in. Uh, the water's fine. See what we're doing over uh, with our community right now. We have some awesome patrons over there. We have really cool stuff. You can vote on bonus episodes, likes. Uh, and as you climb our official Highlander tier system, you get to actually select the movies that you want us to discuss in a patron-exclusive film library. So, guys, it's the best way to help us. It helps us help you get the show that you want. You get to hear the movies you want, and that's all. That we all want. Uh, again, that's patreon.com slash film alchemist pot. Okay, make sure to go to YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Film Alchemist. Video versions of most of the pods uh, over there, along with some cool new stuff that we have rolling out soon, hopefully this upcoming month. Uh, you can email us, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social media you're on. We're easy to get a hold of, and we love to hear from you guys. True. All right. Let's uh, go down to the land of two things that I'm not particularly fond of, Olds and Florida. <laughs> yes, if you ever wanted to combine two things that Griffey is not into at all into a movie, this is it. I feel like there's an attitude with a lot of old folks, right? And it's not, it's not all old there's folks. There's an attitude don't get with me wrong. Floridian old folks. Exactly, right? It's the Florida steak. No, don't get me wrong. The soulful old like librarian man who's got like real wisdom to impart. Lovely. Love that guy, right? The old grandma who wants to like make cookies and knit sweaters Lovely. and read read stories, watch Golden Girls with me. Love those olds. Um the let's get leathery and party too and much. Just, this is the this yeah. is this is the thing that whenever we talk about Jabuff, this is the thing that I always fear. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where your life will go. All right. That's the problem. Let's let's bring it back on Jabuff slander, right? I'm not here for Jimmy Buffett slander. We're here to talk about a film called Some Kind, Some of, kind Heaven. of Heaven. Again, this entire month, uh, where the pod gets real, talking documentaries, was selected by one of our Highlanders over on Patreon, Heath Benfield. Thank you so much, sir. Again, patreon.com slash Pod. We got to make some money so we can go live in this fucking Disney for the old. Um, Alex, this was another one I had never seen. Me I either. think this documentary was exceptional in a lot of ways. I, I really liked spending time with these characters, right? The characters were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I think the documentary is a bit of a rope-a-dope, though, right? Because as I watched it, right, it starts off and it's like, here's this place that me josh griffey hates on a visceral level right there's a lot of clubs a lot of golf cart driving yes a lot of that kind of shit and i was like ooh, gross right um and it feels like they're setting you up right that what we're gonna get is that this looks like disneyland for the old but really it's a house of whores um and that's not really the documentary we get right the villages as they were this massive like what was it 130,000 it is the world's largest retirement community yeah it's like i gotta stop referring to them as old like and, and the 20 <laughs> yeah so it, it started with 300 people and the documentary they say it started with 300 people and it's 130,000 now 800 that? 800 people sorry oh my god oh my god the sweats the sweats like watching this documentary made me my anxiety very high for that reason. I was like, imagine being in this. You want to know what's really funny? Not to out her, but I am 95% sure that my own mother looked into moving to the village. <laughs> oh, Zaina, come on. A, there was a chance Dude, that I right could in. have. My mom would love the villages. And there's a chance that I could have been partying at the villages someday in my future. It's, so I got a little sweaty watching this. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So I actually found out. I um, Like I said, I think every episode this month, possibly, um, so far, I work in documentary TV and film. 
I actually know the guy who shot this. His name is Dave Bolin. He's the DP of the movie. Um, oh, yeah. I texted, beautifully shot film, yeah, by the way. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. I am Well total, done, Dave. I am totally name-dropping. Dave Bolin, you're the best. And I'm totally going to send you this episode when we're done recording it. But um, I actually texted him after I watched him. He was like, dude, I just watched Some Kind of Heaven. It was so great. I'm like, I'm about to podcast about it. Can you give me, like, one factoid? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, man. Well, one, thanks for watching the movie. I was like, you don't have to thank me for watching your movie, man. I'm totally watching it anyways. And he's like, factoid. <laughs> The director, uh, Lance Oppenheim, he and Lance apparently have been making movies since they were 14 years old. So oh, wow. those of you out there who are trying to make your own movies, just know your friends are your best allies. Always. That was his factoid, though. But Awesome. That's really cool, man. But yeah, I uh, it is this really, it is a very strange movie. It kind of is this almost, it's odd because it follows like characters specifically, but it does this sort of just like day in the life thing in a lot of ways and yet yes also contextualizes the state of the life with like how kind of difficult it is to live in this community almost it's I peculiar think what is what is funny right and i i think this is one of those things on the trailer and poster of movies where nothing happens yeah but film twitter people are desperate to say they love it they would say something <laughs> like it's meditative and I yeah, was like, Jesus H, as soon as you see that, you're like, good <laughs> Lord. Like, all movies should be somewhat meditative. Shouldn't you, yeah, shouldn't you be meditating on any theme or plot in a movie? Yeah. Every movie should give you some fucking kernel, right? Right, right. <laughs> you right. know, killer clowns from outer space makes me meditate in a way around, you know, alien, whatever. Neither here nor there. And I feel like this is a movie that I think that applies to that I wouldn't say in, like, a, a condescending way. Because I, I think you could make the art. This isn't a movie where things happen. No. This isn't a movie about people who have achieved great work, and we got to learn about that. This isn't about the villages and the business of the villages and how the villages came to be. Not quite. The villages, in fact, actually essentially matter nothing to the plot at all, right? Yeah. I would argue. What, what the movie is about, right, is these four elderly people, right? Mm -hmm. And watching them move to this place where they think all of a sudden the thing that has never been fulfilled in their life will magically be filled. Yeah. And what happens when it doesn't, and you take away the pageantry and the goofy ass downtown that looks like Mayberry with made up fucking stories and all the fucking drunk old people honking on golf carts. Right. And these people are just, and there, there's an also a real element of, knowing that these people are near the end of their lives right yeah. there that's the not the movie i thought i was signing up to watch yeah i was honestly expecting a big expose about like the retirement community industry because yes. like i mean for those of you who don't know like like all of us have had grandparents i don't know if some of you guys have grandparents who like lived by oh, themselves yeah. my grandparents um like my mom's parents moved to a retirement community when they were like but it was one where like they had like it was right next to like a health center and they had to like mm -hmm. buzz in every morning like the whole thing's a real racket in a lot of ways so that's mm -hmm. what i was expecting walking in especially because the title yeah. some kind of heaven i'm like there's got to be just like some huge, oh you like, just think it's and it just starts with like synchronized golf yeah. cart driving and every old time cheerleader. We, especially the way these kinds of movies be every time i always think about the opening of blue velvet where like it's like, I know that's weird, but like, it's like this beautiful, pristine. You're American saying Dennis Hopper would join the fucking Jim Buff Club? I mean, that would make Blue Velvet so much more palatable if he was a huge Jim Buff fan and he like sat in the middle of the Just movie. Dennis Hopper driving around creating terror and mischief. What's your favorite song? Fuck Jim that! Buff. Cheeseburger in Paradise! Yeah, that's like, that's the movie I wanted. Um. <laughs> But some kind of, but like now I want that movie too. I think a lot about like the opening though, where it's like this beautiful, pristine Americana, and then underneath is like these termites slowly eating their way through everything. Somebody dies, it starts the whole movie off. Like, but that is exactly what I expected. Not even close to what I got. Like, there are hints of that, but it all comes from very specific instances that are not at all like a, a matter of fact, like Boy, this retirement community is like quietly killing people. Like it's not even close. They like they they don't say anything bad about no, the place in the it's whole actually movie. Really That's not the movie. It is not what the I, movie. What at I all. think it becomes right is it that that place operates as this weird kind of purgatory. Yeah. Right. Where it's these people. 
So let's go story by story, right? Mm-hmm. So we see Barb, right? We have Reggie and Ann, who are the married couple. Yeah, Reggie and, and Ann are the married Dennis, couple. Dennis, Dennis is the van guy. Dennis, who's the uh, the player? Yeah, he's the Nomadland uh, character in the Oof. movie. Um, and then you have Barb the Widow. But I think, again, I think what happens is, right, is they use these characters and they go to this place thinking, my whole life hasn't been exactly what I hoped. When I mm-hmm. come here, all of it will be solved. And I think very much like actual Disneyland, right? You go, and from far away, you're like, look at the beauty and the majesty. And when you get up close to everything, you're like, it's just kind of cheap illusion, right? Yeah. And it's long, and it's hot, and it's sweaty, and everyone is there trying to get a piece of magic. So you're just in line for two hours sweating on other people, right. listening to other fucking kids cry, and you're like, Disneyland sucks. Disneyland is hell on earth. Let's just start there. And grown-ups, don't just go there without kids. You can do better. All right, diatribe aside. Yeah, don't get into that. <laughs> but I'm saying that's that's the same concept, right? It's the most magical place on earth. I'm going to go to the happiest place on earth. And my family's going to love it. And there's no fucking way that your vacation's ever as magical as you think it's going to be. Because when you have something magical, or as they say in the the advertisement for the villages, this is the fountain of youth. You know what happens? 130,000 other motherfuckers come there and it sucks. Right? And that's what. And so now we take time and we break down these four very disparate journeys. Right. Yeah. The one that I love the most is Barb. Barb's and my favorite, too. It made me fucking so sad and pissed that by the end of the movie, she hadn't gotten her happy ending. Yeah. And Barb's, I think you could argue none of them had, but I wanted Barb to have it. I think you can make the so argument much. none of them have. Barb's the one who deserved it the most. Like, Barb. Barb planned to come down with her husband. Like, Barb ended up showing up as a widow, not realizing. Like, she had put together the plan. Her husband not- died right after they moved to the villages. Yeah. Right? Like, so she. And because of up- that, she had lost all the money and couldn't move out. Is that the setup? Yeah. She. There was a huge financial issue. So she works full time again. Uh, I don't remember what her job is, but, like, she works full time again. Mm-hmm. And um, she's just trying to find somebody to spend some time with. Like, it's not even. A matter of like friends or anything like that she needs she needs a romantic partner she needs somebody who she's it's it's the most like purgatorial story we have in yeah. this it is like she is she feels stuck and it's not yeah. stuck in the way that like you know you're like oh man i'm just like stuck in my hometown like she's stuck in this place that is meant to be kind of this like odd waiting station that is yeah. meant to be if some, where you're supposed to wait with someone that you really love. You're waiting to go together. And, and I feel like that's how Barb frames it a lot. And that, I think, is what ends up being so emotional about her journey is, like, she's just trying to find that thing, man. And, like, yeah, she's and putting I, herself out there, yeah. too. I, I think that's a great way to say it, right? It's not only that thing. I think there's just this she led a good life, right? Yeah. And sadly, it's all all of us people that are married and have kids and shit. I know this is a nightmare we all share is what happens if your partner just passes away? I think about it constantly. And you're just the one that's left. Right. And what do you what do you do? And anything you do is that dishonoring the memory. And and so Barb is really stuck in this weird and emotional place. Mm -hmm. And then it feels like everyone she meets is some kind of just fucking walking hard on right lady and man yeah they're like these weird they're like the little kids in pinocchio that turn into donkeys yeah. right like they're all just like let's get drunk and fuck well, actually oh, there's awesome. this uh there's this new show on hbo max called fuck boy island and i'm like oh so they're all <laughs> fuck boys and it's the villages and it's, it's just the villages. all it's just I mean, all these dudes yeah. it's called fuck boy island <laughs> colon the saggiest balls <laughs> no i mean this is this is a real thing though, because I have a friend who works in a nursing home community, and she's like, the amount of fucking these people do, it's insane. Like you think they're all just like shuffling around, like in the movie. She's like, they're trying to fuck all the time, and pharmaceutically now they're juiced up. Yeah. And the thing that kills you about Barb's story is when she meets the guy at the golf cart. Yeah. Oh my god! Again, just people recreationally driving golf carts around is something that I suffer in. Indiana Not only that, like the golf carts she's like inspecting are like just like. Come on, guys. Don't try to make it seem cool. Exactly. Right? Like, there's a dad in my neighborhood who just rides, like, this fucking little electric scooter. 
not with his son, right? Like his son should be out driving around and enjoying, but no, he's got to drive. And every night I'm on my porch reading, right? Is like the sun is just right. And I hear that. And here he comes. And every night he gives me this fucking wink and a nod. And thinks that I think he's cool and doesn't don't doesn't you realize. Just wanna, I just, you just want to throw a rock at him. I'm just praying for my son to have thrown a pebble in the road, <laughs> you know. But like, there, there's a sad and patheticness to that. I just want a golf cart. Like, there's a family that just drives around my neighborhood every night, while the rest of us take walks with our dogs or whatever. They just drive in a golf cart, playing terrible music and right, right. yelling at each other. Right, and I was like, right. So I hate golf cart things too. But this is Barb's story, not Griffey's. And Barb finds this guy and hits it off. And it's it's the moment because watching Barb do the tambourine thing was just a real low point, right? It's real fucking sad yeah, and stupid. And you're like, why would anyone want to fucking smack their head on a tambourine with, uh, you know, fucking leathery skinned weird like swinger club? Like, all right. But when she talks to this guy and when she goes to the hairdresser, there's a real light in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Like this could be the guy. And you hear her. She has this insane excitement under her voice, but she's trying not to admit how excited she is. And when you find out the guy's still doing other dates and he's still like rubbing up on the ladies. Yeah, yeah, because he makes 800 gallons of margarita. It's just fucking it's sad, man. And I don't begrudge that man his his good time. Right. His good time and his trash. He's not like a cheating husband or whatever. No, but but it, it shows you this point, though. Right. There's a real thing in this documentary of arrested development right what oh, do you yeah. think of, like these old guys that are like yeah now's my time it's spring break again well, even though they're old as shit i don't know if like i don't know if oppenheim meant to make the movie this way but like for me <laughs> the concept and the like real thesis of the movie is like we all are supposed to have our shit together when we're older and like this movie pretty much puts a nail on the head that like people so don't have their shit together that they literally go live in disneyland to avoid like any form of responsibility. I mean, you're an adult now you're a dad and a husband. And I think me and you talk about this a lot, how we're constantly shocked, how little clue we have about what's going on or how to handle it. (laughs) Like, I think that's that's only logical. It carries out through the rest of your life. Well, and that's the thing is like, you assume later on in life, at least (laughs) I like to think I can't be at almost 35. The only, I, I can't, be this inexperienced still and not to assume I'll get some experience. It's insane though, to watch that movie and realize like, Oh my God, like there's a chance you never figure it out. Like fucking van guy. Like not only a chance, but I feel like probably most, and this is the thing, right? You can figure it out like Barb did. Yeah. And it can get taken away. And I think this is the, but there, there is this like weird, old partying hard on thing like we'll get to that with dennis like we'll save dennis and there there is a because there is a thing i think we all imagine this as we're young like we'll be the cool old person i'm not going quietly into the night right i'm going out screaming and raging and doing jaeger bombs (laughs) and then you see that on video it's kind of tragic man like it's It's really sad it's a little less cool than like you like me and my friends always like yeah we'll be the fucking old men together We'll go to the bars. We'll drink these kids under the table, and they'll be like, "Those old dudes are cool." Well, yeah. And you're like, "All of that is a, a just well, like Disney that's fantasy. to me like <laughs> that's like the Reggie and Ann story. That's the part that you're like, man, it is not cool at all to be this way. Like, yeah, Reggie I mean, there is-, is. But to finish Barb out though, right? What did you make of Barb's acting moment? Oh man, I love that's that. a weird club to join, right? I mean, I like it's a weird club to join, and I like that everyone's doing just dramatic readings. Like no one's trying to be funny. I think that's a really interesting. Like, yeah, I know they one's all have doing, a lot of heavy shit. I'm sure. Yeah, like somebody did a fucking like I think a few good men. Like that's the first guy that we see is do. Like, it's the, the one scene where you're like, there's no fucking American flag tank tops in the whole shot. You're like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, wow. For- <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but no, Barb's like moment is so. I think because we saw this journey, like Barb's moment, I can't remember what her mom. She talks about a squirrel, right? Like her yeah, mom. I don't know what um, squirrel. I don't know what play that's from, but um, it was so much more. It was so much more emotional, given that we had gone through all this journey with her, and like, dude, your Barb really had cute. actual chops. Like she really brought. She's very good. I think that's, that's the thing that I liked. Yes. Is like her silver lining is she found. She might not have found the man, but she found something she really loves to do. Maybe. But she, 
I think Barb in this story, you can just read so much on her as she tries to remain stoic. Yeah. And in that scene, she lets out what she's really feeling, and it's just about a fucking squirrel. Yeah. But it was really great. And what I take from Barb's story, right, is that last shot, they do this amazing wide shot where she's just dancing by herself. Yep. And what I think you love about Barb is that she hopefully is what most of us will be when we're older. Like, life's going to take things away. And the longer you live, the more tragedy you're going to experience, most likely, right? right. And I, what I love about Barb is that she seems like she'll be this curmudgeon old East Coast lady at the start, but she's still out there fucking trying to be She's happy trying, man. Because she's trying we only hard. get X amount of time, and she's fucking going for it. And that final shot of her dancing is just beautiful because there's some really tough shots at the Jimmy Buffett thing, right? She's trying so hard to pretend that Jimmy Buffett is palatable and that these fucking trash aritas are palatable. Yeah, she's trying so hard to make everything seem good. Yeah, and when she it's... sees that guy rubbing up on the weird, super flexible old lady, right? Where that like fucking ogre of a man is just like looking like he's going to collapse and teabag her. That was a weird scene. <laughs> but when they do these shots of him like rubbing up on that lady yeah. and Barb just looking they over and you back see to her, her crushed. Yeah. And it's so hard, but I think Barb is this kind of avatar for, you know, just keep chugging, man. Yeah, keep chugging. I agree. I think so. I too. love Barb, man. I yeah. hope Barb is happy as fuck. I hope Barb found some love uh, at some point. I loved Barb. She was great. Now let's talk about who. All right, dealer's choice. <laughs> No, we got to save the best. We got to save the worst for last. Let's talk about Reggie and Ann first. Yeah, so Reggie and Ann are, are a different story in a way, right? Which is Ann it seems like she was like the one who had her shit together, pounded through it. They built a life. This was supposed to be their golden years. Yeah. This story to me is all about what happens if you give a lot of yourself, right? To mm -hmm. build something. That's what marriage is, is, you know, she says that one line that I thought was pretty accurate is people say it's 50 50. It's more like 80 20, right? Like you're always giving and giving and giving and giving if you're doing relationship right. And what happens if your partner just is like, that's not enough yeah. for me anymore? And they literally go off the fucking I, I mean, mean, that that scene when Reggie rolls up in the golf cart and just stops and gets sprinkled in the face. And he goes, woo! Me and Amy watched that like 10 times in a row. I even posted it on the Discord. Yeah, you posted it on the I Discord because it fucking, was. I thought he was, was going to throw up laughing. It was hilarious. I thought that shit was so funny. He's doing Tai Chi in a thunderstorm. And I was like, Reggie's the shit. And by the end of the movie, you just go, Reggie, Reggie is shit. Is shit. Yeah. Reggie is shit. Yeah. And I, but that's the thing. It, I don't know. Do you feel like Reggie was relatable at all, man? I mean, the concept, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a level to that. There's a level to it that's relatable because there is this, like, sort of Peter Pan complex, I'm assuming, when it comes to, like, you're in a place that's built to, like, literally whatever wanton desire has you have as an old as an old person like you can kind of do whatever you want like this is kind of the trashy walmart eyes wide shut party yeah pretty much like, <laughs> and, like yeah that's exactly what it is like it's literally an eyes wide shut party for old people that like have like no concept of what's like classy or cool or anything it's like, the it's the early bird orgy special but that i think is like kind of <laughs> one of those things where like reggie's story reminds me of yeah, it's just like tragically hip old people who Ugh. think he's what on YouTube. His on, wife found out he got busted for drugs on his on YouTube, YouTube channel because he went on. Like, I think that's the other thing, too, is like the whole story. Like, I felt so like Anne is just like Anne clearly wants to live like an enjoyable existence in this community. And this guy wants to like whoop it up, like do something different every night, like do his thing like. He does not understand the concept of what this what this is supposed to be. So instead, he takes it to the nth degree and like, like weed, whatever it is, what it is. But like, when you find out he got caught with like two grams of cocaine, you're like, Jesus Christ, guy, what are you doing? Five dollars worth of cocaine. Like, <laughs> That's Florida cocaine. No big deal. Five dollars worth of cocaine. But they do this shot in the movie really a bunch, right? 
which is they'll show an activity happening, and in yeah. the dead center of the frame is back of someone's head, right? Mm-hmm. And we are, I'm assuming, to look through their eyes or you know think in their headspaces what they're watching. Right? right. One of the first things we see is him singing the praise of Anne is, oh, she's an athlete, she's this, she's that, playing this fucking paddleball game or whatever, right? Reggie's not her doubles partner. He's not a part of that. And I think there's something with Reggie that I latched onto, which is when you move to this giant fucking homogenized uh, center, right? Like you are immediately struck by, wow, it is 99.9% just fucking old white people. Yeah. Right? Like everyone looks the same in all the B-roll footage. Like they show the everyone, church. You're like, everyone Lord, has, look at all those clones. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody just looks like leather. They all just look alike and everyone's doing the same shit. And Mm -hmm. I think there's something you see in these old people in this movie that they're all so desperately trying to find something that makes them unique in this giant community that is constantly by its nature. Everywhere they go, they're going to be like, fuck, that's the same $5 Target shorts I wear. Or, you know, fuck, that guy's eating the same tenderloin on Thursday that I eat. Uh, We look alike. Our wives have the same haircut. Like everything is reminding them. That they are you not unique and special. Right. Which is probably not how you want to end your life and be like, I'll just be another person that's forgotten when I'm dead. And sadly, that's probably the lot for almost everyone who's ever lived. Right. Sure. And even the people that are remembered, it's not really them. It's but it is the stories like, we tell. But there's just like this tragic pursuit, like with Reggie and Anne's story, Reggie's particularly is just this like tragic pursuit of not youth. Like, that's another thing, too, is, like, I don't think he gives a shit about being young again or anything like that. It's this well, tragic. there is that moment where he's just like, happy anniversary, I'm going to go have a jack-off. And a <laughs> like, what is that in pursuit of? He kind of is this spiritual Tai Chi guy, and then he's just like, I need a quick J.O. and a 30-minute power nap. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not as spiritual as I was lit. No. Because at well, first yeah. you're like old man doing drugs. You're like, that's my thing. Well, yeah, like at the beginning at the beginning of the movie, I thought, oh, he's experimenting with hallucinogenics because that's just like, you know, you're at the end of your time. It's when he gets busted by the cops and he has like cocaine on him. And then he goes to the fucking court hearing and is like such a dick to the judge. Like, dude, shut your mouth. Like Just this guy was about to, up. this guy's about to give you like a free ride for having cocaine and pos- possession of cocaine, and he was just like, "You're the rudest guy I've ever dealt yeah. with." Yeah, I mean, Florida courts would grind to a halt if they had to try every Floridian <laughs> who had five dollars worth of cocaine. By the way, but he just he just can't. Like the judge is even like, "You're the rudest man I've ever in, dealt with." By the way, in Florida. Can you imagine being called the rudest person you've ever dealt with? Jesus In H, Florida. that never dawned on me. Good Lord. Well, that's what Amy said. It's like, wasn't he just trying to talk to the judge? And I was like, I do think this judge doth protest too much. He's probably been at one of those ragers yeah, with Reggie. Probably. And he's like, stop saying I have a shiny, perfect face. Yeah. You what? fucking old crank. Stop yeah. hitting yourself in the head with a rock. Like that was like one of those things where I was like, God, can you, I cannot imagine being a judge in Sumter County and being like, you're the rudest person I've ever dealt but with. That judge, that judge's job is probably amazing though, because imagine you're dealing with all the classic Florida shit. Yeah. But then everyone's Plus. like 80 years old <laughs> and it's like, that must just be a fucking madhouse like that should right. have been a twilight zone episode but to but but yeah but this is the thing though right because that's this is the only story where we get a uh you know tug of war right from point of views it's truly so, that yeah yeah Anne is really trying to lead this i just want to be part of the hive existence right yeah she wants to do her little sports and the scene that just kills you right is after reggie's like fucking trial or whatever yeah is Anne at the dance right and she's just watching and dancing by herself by the chair and it's not kind of heroic like barbs it's sad no because we know that reggie's supposed to be there and she just she doesn't know whether to give up on him or not right right? this is precipitated by people being like what are you still doing with this guy like what are you getting out of this anymore that one guy came over is that her like brother or friend or something but he was like real forks at first i was like the mustache gave me a oh i'm about to try to plow guy yeah that's what i assumed he was trying and then to i was do. like wait is that her brother the psychiatrist i was like this is i couldn't tell what was to... going on because i knew he, was, he said he was a psychiatrist too and i'm like is he also i think it's her brother trying to bang out okay cool but like well also i'm like if it's not your brother maybe keep your fucking mouth shut about how personal you're getting on these attacks 
right? Like maybe you let Anne deal with her own marriage instead of being like, hey, do you want to come over and watch me drink something? And I'm just going to like kneecap your entire fucking life's relationship. I mean, neither here nor there, but so if it's a brother, wrong. that's one thing. If it's You're just like though. random mustachio guy. I just, hmm. it was such a, yeah, like she's just, again, it, it was just this, it's this misunderstanding of what that, that what I think is the, the, like Anne particularly is trying to accomplish at the villages. Like Anne is trying to enjoy what's left of her golden years, so to speak. Like she's trying to enjoy her life. And while Reggie is too, his, pursuit of joy is like so destructive and counterintuitive to what the villages are supposed to provide people there there is a shittiness to this though and i feel like we've even slid into it where we're really judging reggie's life choices reggie didn't kill anyone i don't here's like, my I, thing too I'm once not, you're over 70 you should be legally right. allowed but to see, do every thing like i'm not judging reggie for that like ju- what i'm judging reggie for is actually Getting caught, getting busted. Because I agree. Like once you're over seventy, like like you if you shouldn't have, have like, to hide cocaine when you're if you 70. have a ton of cocaine on you and you're over yeah. seventy, you're like, dude, listen, you're the mule. You're not going to do anything. You're Clint yeah. Eastwood. Like it's fine. Like you can be covered in cocaine as long as you're not also covered in blood. Yeah, like, like you can just do all the drugs. Once you're past seventy, there just shouldn't be a conversation about it. But this is the thing: is like we've talked about this. Like you and I are married, and like. When we got married, this is, for us, that was a very solemn vow. That was us saying, like, we will, yeah. the pursuit is not our own anymore. And I think that's the thing that hurts Anne so much is, like, it's such a solo pursuit for Reggie. And she's not included. I mean, even at the end there, like, their last beat is, True. the last beat is one of my favorites in the movie is when she finally, like, they're talking and he's like, <laughs> you know, I'm glad this happened because it brought it closer together. And she goes, No. That is not no, how I would the interpret The real best line is he's like, you had some troubles this year with me and several others. And she goes, others? Others? What? She's like, it was all you. Like, it was 100% yeah. you. And, you know, and then she, he was like, well, you know, we're not roommates anymore. I rekindled our relationship. She goes, I don't think that's how you want to interpret this. Like, that to me is like, that is the problem. That's what's the problem. Now, see, that's this is the, the, the interesting way to look at this, though, right? Do you think it's harder to be Anne or Barb, right? To have loved or lost. Even though they both lost, Anne still has this fucking giant bulbous husk of what was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's hitting himself with rocks and shit, but at least she can probably remember a time it was okay. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess probably it's harder to be Anne than it would be Barb. I, I don't know. Oh, like, I, I disagree. I can't make that. I, I, I Honestly, Barb, yeah. I cannot make that call. Like... There are two things that are there's yeah you, just, you take your oath and that's true like you said there's just two unquantifiable fucking forty to fifty years down the road it's hard to imagine like you would hope that your your goals will still be aligned and that all will be well but yeah people fucking change and grow and just because Reggie's out there fucking you know ripping fucking lines and getting sprinkled in golf carts. I mean, it's, this is the thing, though. The movie's asking us, right? Right. Maybe that is what he just needed to do. He feels like he's afraid that he's just like everyone else. I guess. That's what he needs. So is that really a a less noble pursuit? I mean, I, it's not noble. That's not the word. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not noble. But see, the, the, but see I, I understand your point, but the pushback I would give you is like, for him to be in this position of being like, I don't want to be like everybody else. Like, I don't want to experience this place like everybody else. Sure. But you still showed up. If you didn't want this to be like everything else, why aren't you in Montana? Why aren't you somewhere else where, like, literally sure. no one would go? That, right. I think, is the problem. That's why Anne yeah. is so frustrated is this is someone who's submitted to this everybody else-ness well think back to that first shot right his back of his fucking bald dome yeah he's watching her play a four-person game of paddle ball is it more fair of Anne to just make reggie the fucking ball boy for her stupid fucking paddle ball game than it is of reggie to be like hey i'm gonna go jo and nap and you know fucking hit this hit this bump I think it's unfair that neither of I them. I think what you, they're both, they want things so different. Yes. I think it's unfair that neither of them are being honest with each other this late yeah. in life. Well, okay. That's a great question to ask you then, right? What's the value of being honest that late in life? 
I mean, the value of being honest that late in life is if you're going to live in a place like the villages, then you get what you want out of the villages. What she should be doing is saying, I don't want to live like this, so I'm not sure that you're you and I necessarily align anymore. If they need to go their separate ways to live the rest of their lives as best they can, then by God, do it. Like I can think go, he is an he can go off and be a frog, so to, to speak. Her myth. Well, yeah, I mean, he can go. Yeah, he can just be jumping. I thought the joke was not going to be I'm here to like croak, but I'm just jumping from lily pad. That's to lily what pad. I thought too. And then it, it turns was the out other that's family. what he's well, doing. That is yeah. much more depressing, I guess. Yeah. So Reggie wants to be more in the Jabuff category, yeah. but I don't think Anne wants to be like Barb. I don't think she wants. No, to I don't risk think Anne wants to be like Barb either. Losing but I think it and she's... having to go date, and I I think there is a. I think she there is something to think about. Like you've just done something a certain way for a long. Like that's that line in The Departed, right? If this isn't working, you got to break up with me. I'm I'm Irish. We'll ride this thing to the grave. Yeah. And I, I think that sentiment is very prevailing for a lot of people. Maybe not as much from our age and lower. No, but I think the generation the generation that lives in the villages, yes, that is a prevailing sentiment. Yeah. And I, it's, I, I don't know, know man. It, it's hard. And I feel bad because the movie really makes us think that Reggie's a cock. And he certainly he is. isn't super respectful of Anne, but also he's high as shit probably almost every time we see him. Yeah. So that's not fair. We don't see, you know, normal sober Reg watching, you know, fucking the judge in the well, afternoon with that, him. And you got to wonder if there is a normal sober Reg. That's the problem. I mean, Reggie, assuming he was still alive, probably had to go on like ICU watch when he watched the footage back of him saying, happy anniversary. I'm going to go jack off. Like, that is the one thing that you're left wondering when this movie ends is what are these other fucking olds thinking about these people? I think what I thought at the end is like, these can't be the three craziest stories in this community. Oh, well, dude, they could have just followed the Jimmy Buffett club or the like, why do they have so many tambourines in the swinging singles club? What are they doing with those fucking tambourines swinging and being single? Probably not okay. just hitting their own heads with them, you know what we, I mean? We gotta talk about Dennis. Alright, can we just start with I gotta I gotta admit, I'm firmly in the fuck Dennis camp. Yeah. Same. I think Dennis is I don't care how to how on front street you are about like what you want out of the remainder of your life. Fuck you. Okay. Well one let's so let's set up some context before we just fucking bury Dennis in this movie, not real Dennis. God, that sounds horrible with this movie. Um, I don't know how long ago this came out. That's horrible. This came uh, out in 2020. I thought the movie was starting with like a nomad land thing with Dennis, right? That he was a man who he moved here to retire. He didn't have enough. I thought this was when they were doing the like, this place isn't all it's cracked up to be, right? Same. He I didn't agree. have enough money and he was just trying to like find a way to start his life. Uh, then the thing unfurls and you find out that Dennis is just an absolute bag of dicks, right? Because one, he's like... <laughs> Uh, a van guy with this just very protruding belly button. That's not nice to go after physical traits, right? Well, but I feel like it's relevant to mention when he's like, I just want a super hot old lady that I'm not embarrassed to be seen in public yeah. with. I was like, it, hey, van guy. It's a really chill out on the judgment. <laughs> yeah, he has this really. So he's living out of a van. And like, again, yeah, I assume there's I'm nothing like, wrong with living out of a van. No, that's I assumed that it was coming from. I assumed he was living out of a van the way, you know, again, we watched Nomadland this year. I assume that's how those people live out of vans. He's not living out of a van for that reason. He's living out of a van because he literally can't afford a place in the villages. And he's looking for someone to essentially shack up with. And I don't even know that it's that he can't afford it, but that he's on the run from a DUI in California, yes, right? That costs twenty so, to $30,000 that he doesn't want to pay. Yeah. And so maybe he just fled here without a plan. And his plan is, I'm going to just find some old lady that's going to be so grateful to have the fucking Dennis Dong in her life that she's just, I'm just going to ride her out. And it's this parasitic fucking disgusting thing. Because you start the film, it's I really rooted horrible. for Dennis. Where I was like, I hope he does find love, man. I don't want this guy living in a van. Like, that's sad. And he seems like a nice guy. Well, then he's like, yeah, I try churches and just bars to- and the pool. and Well, he... Him, like, you start that way, but then he immediately opens his mouth and does the, like, yeah, I'm just looking for a woman I'm not feeling super uncomfortable with on my arms. You're like, 
okay, yeah. you're a piece when he of talks shit. about how she has to be this epic beauty and that he just wants her to be rich, then they cut to the scene in the pool where you see Dennis watching all of yeah. these old ladies which come is to like the pool. a great shot by the way it's a it's like, a nature this is incredible. impeccably shot edited yeah. this is a well beautifully, done Dave. beautifully crafted film yeah but it's like these fucking like nature doc shots right of like the crocs waiting to pick off the old mm-hmm. wildebeest and it's just he turns into such a sack of shit by the end of it yeah and it is weird because you, you do feel for him right but there there's a scene that i lost dennis all the way right and it's when he's in the van He's been busted, right? He's been outed. He can't park at the fucking villages anymore. And so Dennis is outside of this storage unit thing, right? Or maybe in like a van park. And he's uh, he's calling people, right? People oh, no, that seem like he knows unit. that well. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I just, I need help. I need a thousand bucks. I need three thousand bucks. I need a golf cart. And you're like, that's pretty fucking forward. But all right, he's a desperate old man, right? Yeah. Maybe when you're that old, you don't have time for the politeness. You just need to survive. All right, I'm with him. When he then tells the guy, well, if you don't give me a golf cart, I think I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. The weaponizing of that threat, it didn't bother me as much in the moment, right? Because you're like, maybe he's at his end of his rope legitimately. But there was a hint, right? I, I Not to say names, but I have some relatives like this where they're – they have used that on me before as a way to try to foist money out of you because if you don't and they hurt themselves, that would be on your head, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a really hard spot to be put in, right? And it's, you know, for some people, it's this very manipulative, terrible tactic. When at the end of the movie, Dennis gets the nice lady who he could have everything with, and he's like, I just need freedom. And he's back in his van. I'm like, you fucking yeah. asshole. You said that's... you would only kill yourself because you wanted to get money, and you did not honestly have suicidal thoughts. You did not yeah. honestly need help, or we're not having a mental health crisis. I think that's the thing that is the most despicable about the guy. And this most despicable thing about his story in general is like, this is a guy who truly pursued everything he could and got what he wanted. And he had the awesome LeBron lady who seemed perfectly nice. He got exactly what he was looking for. Like from the beginning, like how on their dates, they got great shots of him trying to look at other women as he was with her. They did. And like, but I mean, how often in documentary format do we have movies where people like, do we have like have stories where people get what they wanted? Like this guy got exactly what he asked for and he hated it. And it's just the most like, it's the most slap in your face narrative thing. You're like, I can't yeah. believe you would just say like, nah, I got to be free. So I'm going to get it. It's not only that and- he hated it. It's that he had no appreciation for it and he never won it. This, this lady you saw in her mind, she thought that maybe this time Dennis would be the guy, right? Maybe she was lonely and wanted someone, right? And he never, it never crosses his mind. That maybe she has an actual feeling attached. Yeah. She is an actual way station for him to bring all of his shit, right? Go out and party in the villages and keep fucking trying to find someone to bring into the pussy wagon. And it's it's unfucking believable, this guy. Yeah. And I, I keep trying to find a way. I was like, was I unfairly harsh on Dennis? My wife hated Dennis. Amy hated Dennis with the passion of a thousand sons, right? Um, she doesn't like that behavior in young men, and it really does not fly with these old men. Either. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Um, and there's – so I kept trying to put myself in his headspace, right? The classic some kind of heaven shot behind the head looking out at the world of the villages. And I was like, is there something to this man who – that maybe I'm just missing it. Maybe – and I, and the more I thought, I was like, there's nothing to him at no. the end of the film. He He's literally like- is just this guy who avoids responsibilities – does whatever the fuck he wants when he wants to and for him alone not having a concern about anyone else or yeah. how it affects he them. it's it's a very soulless existence and i think that's the thing that i took away from dennis's story is like what he is is just it's i mean it's the truest leech you know yeah i think that's probably the part that is the most frustrating is that this is a guy who could be very genuine and you want to believe is very genuine. Like at the very beginning, when he first meets that woman at the pool and he's like, 
I'm a handyman. Like you're like, oh, that's you know, he's just like playing a game. Like he's just trying to, you know, he's being a being a player. By the end, you realize he's just someone who is trying to. What he's trying to do is get what he wants without having to deal the consequences of like that being scene in at the pool is the best because he just starts name dropping people that he worked for, and the old lady just literally goes, "I don't care." Yeah, <laughs> I got references. Yeah, that's great. I don't give a shit. Well, let me ask you an important question about Dennis. So I. I think we all didn't like that much. I had a hard time imagining what I was supposed to take away from Dennis's story, right? Barb and Ann and Reggie all have this very contemplative. How do people want to end their life's moment? Right. I guess you could argue that Dennis presents that. Right. That it's still more important to him to have some super hot 80 year old and a house and. Like, maybe his didn't feel as contemplative to me. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's like... Maybe more cautionary is the word I would use for Dennis. I think cautionary is pretty good. I mean, to me, that's what I think all these stories are about. How do you want to end up? Like, what is your yeah. pursuit? And I think that's probably the thing that is most prevalent throughout all the stories. Dennis's is, is cautionary, yes, but I do think there is some contemplation in the idea that like do you want to end up do you want to end up being someone who can't let go of this like sense of freedom that you're somehow missing? Like to me, this is like the ultimate this is the ultimate misunderstanding of like you know, we've been you and I have both been not only married but together with our wives for many years. Like the illusion of like whatever the loss of freedom is by being in a monogamous relationship for some people. I'm not saying that works for that. It doesn't work for everybody, but like for me personally, I can tell you like, I've never had this like feeling of like, well, there goes all my awesome freedoms I had before I got married. Like, <laughs> I think that that's like, that to me is the, the lesson that is coming from Dennis is like, whatever your assumption of freedom is, is not freedom because like, it's just the other thing you don't have. That's all it is. It's this, it's uh, Dennis's story is about the selfishness that comes with being the selfishness that comes with the sum, assuming that you, the, assuming the grass is greener. That's for me, for my, for me, for my taste. That's how that's I a like. good way to look. He's always trying to one up something, right? Yeah. And what it Himself. leads to him is just being free in a van and having to make those fucking horrible threatening calls and shit. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I take away from this one, right? Is it's, mm -hmm. it is this, there's, there's no, I think maybe that's the lesson of the movie is that there really isn't a great way to go, to grow old gracefully. There is no fucking fountain of youth. There's no Disneyland in Florida where we can just go and hide from the, they talk about how they live in a bubble, right? Yeah. Where we can go hide in this magical kingdom and all of this shit gets sorted out. And we just have fucking fun all the time that maybe growing old is always going to be inherently difficult and hard. And that so many of us aren't using our time now mm -hmm. to do the things we want to do or be the people we want to be. And that maybe we never get there and maybe we just have to be OK with that. Right. Maybe like Barb, we just need to. Yeah keep fucking dancing man or i think that's exactly you know, hopefully not like dennis we need to just keep trying to sling it and <laughs> you know like i i don't that's the weird thing i would say about this documentary right so we watch active killing fast cheap out of control uh and how to survive a plague coming next week mm -hmm. i feel like every single one of those documentaries i knew exactly what they wanted to tell me at the end and what i was supposed to kind of like take away right i don't know if i really latched on to what the message of this film was do you think there was one or is it just imagine i mean i think you're the end I, of your story i mean i think you said it i mean you can write your own you can write your own ending that's really kind of like to me the sort of i wouldn't say anonymous nature of it but like i, I guess the way i'd put it is like you said i mean you have to pick your ending and like, how do you want to end? You want to end like Dennis, who's, yeah, like kind of abusing his, kind of abusing his system of people that he can, 
to get what yeah. to like as a means remove to the an kind end. of and say absolutely abusing <laughs> anyone he comes in contact Abu- with. not only abusing anyone he comes in contact with but also like really just pushing everything to the limits of like good taste and like you've been around long enough to know the rules or do you want to in like reggie and ann who are like trying to like find the middle ground between each other or like you know if you have yeah. something like what happens with barb happen where you yeah. lose the one you love are you willing to start again are you willing to try to make that happen for yourself and i think that yeah. to me is what some kind of heaven does for itself as a story is saying like your ending doesn't necessarily have to be an ending but it does your, your ending doesn't necessarily have to be a cut and dry end but like you can write it and you can choose how to write that ending in this like weird vacation town that doesn't really yeah. exist in nature, but just is it's a very, it's a very peculiar thing. The, like the it's super, it's very in flux. I think you kind of have to like decide how you feel about it and then, you know, make your own, yeah. draw your own conclusion. Yeah. I think Barb, it's, you know, learning to love yourself. Right, maybe what's mm-hmm. left of yourself, rediscovering new things to love about yourself at that age. Yep. I will say this: I felt really sad for Reggie at the end of the movie, which seems odd, because uh, he was kind of a douche. But I felt sad seeing this weird character just being reduced to another old golfer. He did sort of become this. It's interesting. It was like this weird body transformation and one out. And was that actually good for Reg? Granted, he's not in, like, old prison jail, you know? <laughs> Fucking turning tricks for $5 of cocaine or whatever the system of monetization is there. Right. Um, But, yeah, there was something kind of broken about him, it felt like, at the end. I mean, he's and trying... And that's, that's the question, though. Is it... Oh, is that better if yeah. you are also giving to someone else, or... Well, yeah, that's, like, the thing, is... Is your relationship worth it enough to subdue, like in this later period of your life, to subdue the, so to subdue what's in your nature, <laughs> the iron, the iron skin tai chi warrior, it's, reduced to fucking golf shorts. It's a peculiar thing. It is a very, in, it is a very. I was happy be, for Anne, and I hope I, I was too. But it is a very interesting ending. It is an interesting dichotomy for a relationship. Like, can at the very end, do you want to keep up this? charade or do you want to show someone who you really are or was drug sprinkler reggie the facade we'll never know we'll never know we'll never know yeah it was it was an interesting one right again it's meditative uh not in the insulting independent movie kind of way um guys that's it for some kind of heaven it's some kind of movie. That's what I know. I like this one a lot, man. I don't. I don't know if it came off. I did. I really enjoyed. I thought it was great spending time with these characters. Right. It's a little Agreed. different than I thought, but I. I really liked it a lot. Thank you again, Heath, for selecting uh, all the the Good movies pick. in uh, the Pod Gets Real month, guys. You can also select movies. Go to Patreon.com/slash Film Alchemist Pod. Film Alchemist is the channel to subscribe to on YouTube. Film Alchemist Pod at Gmail.com is the email. You can find us on all the social media you're on. We're there, too, and we're easy to get a hold of us. Give us five-star rating and review wherever you find us. We'll be back next week for the end of the Paul Gets Real month. Uh, How to Survive a Plague. Heavy, heavy emotional journey, but a fucking awesome movie. So check that one out, guys. Uh, For the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Murphy. I'm Alex Dean.